Hey, this is Steph from Coffee Like Media. I'm so glad that you're listening to the Geopaths episodes. Wanted to give you some information on current projects that I'm doing. You can go over to stephfuccio.com to see all of the productions that I'm working on. There's two specifically I'd like to tell you about real quick that I think you might like. If you're curious about ChatGPT and other AI use for content creation, it's coffeelike.substack.com. In that newsletter, you will find the audio, video, and written form of all the episodes that I'm creating there where I'm experimenting with using ChatGPT for content creation purposes. Also, I'm venturing into sound design, doing my own meditation podcast. It's called Solo Work Life Meditations. And if you work from home alone or you're a solopreneur or freelancer, I think you'll find the topics and the vibe of the podcast episodes to be really soothing And of course, if you need help with any of your podcasting needs or know anybody that does, please send them over to me at stephfuccio.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. I do momentum calls where I help people get unstuck from their podcasting struggles and podcast audits and things like that. After seven years of content creation, I am very much so here for you to help you get your voice your stories and your messages out into the world in whatever way I can do that. Thank you so much for listening to Geopats and I look forward to hearing from you. Bye. Welcome to Geopaths Podcast. This is Steph, and we are going to go around the globe this season in the month of June 2022 and go and talk to people about podcasting in different locations and learn about different cultures and different ways of doing things within the podcasting space. Last episode, we talked to May from Made in India, which, you know, she was in India. And today we're talking to Tony Doe, a former radio personality in Nigeria, who is also a podcaster and writing a podcast newsletter about the African podcasting space. And we're also going to talk about recent challenges that he has with the podcast is if consistency really is the key to success, different African podcasting communities, uh, festivals, uh, his curiosities about podcasting in other places, and of course, the transition from radio to podcasting and all that that entails. We have so much more that we talked about in this very brief conversation that we had, and I hope you stay around till the end. Okay, let's dive into the conversation with Tony. Yay! Thank you so much, Tony, for joining us today for a podcast, global podcasting version of the Geopets podcast. Tony, where are you coming from today? Where are you? I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. There's many countries on the continent, and yep. there's a lot of there's there's some shared culture and stuff like that. But do African podcast? Do you want people from outside of Nigeria and from outside of Africa to be your listeners, or do you want to be a very local or have a very local podcast? Like, what is your audience reach geography wise? Well, for the Tony Do podcast. It's local, naturally, because most of the guests who are on board are actually local talents. And then they reach out to their own audiences and push them towards the podcast. Rob Gunners, interestingly, have a very large American listening base. I don't know how that happened. I would have expected it to be the UK, but, you know, there's a large American listening base. But my content really is a reflection 
of who I am. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm just amplifying the story. So mm-hmm. it's it's local, but the intention really is for it to be global mm-hmm. as well. Um, you get to if you if you say you're looking for an African story based on you know radio or based on love of football or soccer. And somebody says, oh, go check out the Tornado Podcast or the Organist Podcast. You know, I'm available for you to mm-hmm. check out as well. So, yes, the content is local, but my 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 reach or my intention really is to amplify my story as right. far as it can go. For me, I'm constantly interested in other cultures and other places, and I like to hear stories from all over the place. But I often wonder, do they, I mean, I know our podcasts are online, but do the podcasters actually want people from outside their local place or to listen or do they really just want to build local community well uh, there's a research out now the africa um africa Mm -hmm. podcast research uh, the data edition and based on the results um most of the respondents actually um, say they create content for you know their immediate local markets and even um those who are surveyed who listen actually say they prefer you know listening to local content so it's for a lot of us creators i believe it's just a matter of expression i'm not i don't think we're thinking too much of who the audience is as much as oh this is a platform i have something to say let me just eat mm-hmm. and wherever it gets to you know all well and good i think for most of us it's more about just you know having having a bullhorn and you know mm-hmm. telling everybody that yes we we, we have noise <laughs> we have something to say. I love that. I love that so much because a, a lot of the American podcasting scene, and yes, I'm generalizing, but it it's based on you know know your audience so well so you can like shape your content for them. And for yeah. me, I come from more of what you're talking about, where I have something to say and I have people I want to talk to and I have curiosities, I have questions I want mm-hmm. to have answered, and so I follow those. And if people find it great, and if they don't, uh, oh well. <laughs> Yeah, and I think yeah. the successful podcasts, you know, actually reflect that. Um, Joe Rogan might not be, you know, one of those really respected ones in the podcast community, but look at what he's built. It started mm-hmm. off as just conversations with friends, and this is what it is, and that's what people tap into. What I'm experiencing locally, okay, I'm very structured with what I do, mm-hmm. and that's really because of where I'm coming from. I'm coming from radio. A lot of radio production, programming, and all that you know, move from being a talent to being a manager and ensuring people follow certain formats. I brought that skill into podcasting, but I haven't made it a template for everybody who podcasts. Mm -hmm. And that's also, you know, what I'm trying to share with people I talk to. I listen to a lot of local podcasts, even though I know for, you know, a lot of these young millennials and Gen Zs, it's really about just having something to say, even if it's not structured. And I'm like, that's exactly how podcasts started. So take your time with it, grow with it. When you have a better understanding of what you're doing, then you will make the adjustments you need. I don't think anybody should actually, you know, restrict you to a certain uh, format for now because you would spend more time trying to find those people that are actually creating content than what's the use. I'm really glad you said that because I was going to ask you how your radio background influenced your podcasting. And using the word structured, I think, is really interesting because I I see with some radio folks that are trying to enter podcasting that they're a bit uncomfortable with the freedom yeah, that podcasting has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's, there's a reason for that on radio, right? 
Yeah, there is. There is. Um, you know, you have censorship, you know, you have um, formats, you have markets. Mm-hmm. So already many of these things are already defined before you come into, mm-hmm. you know, radio. If it's a talk show, if it's, if it's a talk station, you know, you're focusing on um, talking to people in certain markets. If it's a music station, maybe you're aiming for an 18 to 34-year-old urban hip-hop demographic. So, yes, there's a lot of restriction you know, to what you're allowed to do. So when you come into the podcast space, sometimes you get overwhelmed. Yeah. Is there something you would tell someone who's interested in in shifting from radio to podcasting to kind of ease that uh, structure shock, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Um, first things first, shake it off. Whatever, whatever you, <laughs> yes, shake it off because it's always going to get in the way. It's mm-hmm. always going to get in the way. And sometimes it happens subconsciously. You're like, ah, no, you never get away with this on radio. Mm-hmm. Shake it off. If you're coming into the podcast space, find out what other podcasters are doing. Find out what's making them successful, what's making them happy, why are they enjoying what they're doing. Find out exactly, you know, how the listeners even connect with these guys. You find it's a lot different from how people connect with you on radio. Just keep an open mind. Yes, you know, maybe with your production, uh, you're focusing on audio clarity and, you know, pristine uh, vocals and stuff. Yeah, it's fine. You know, music beds and everything that works out. Yes, fine. But come in and keep an open mind. Come in and have fun. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> You've got a lot going on in podcast so yeah you do because i mean okay you've got your podcast and you've just started recently started a newsletter as well right yes i have yeah yes so let's start with the podcast what's that about okay the podcast really is just um it's just the means for me to express uh, my original passion which is radio and then get people I know in the radio space to get to share their stories as well. Sometimes I feel, you know, based on, based on my own experiences, um, we, we get to tell other people's stories and nobody really knows our stories. And it's interesting to see, you know, the sort of circumstances and backgrounds that these people have and the sort of journeys that they take and end up, you know, working in radio and then bringing those experiences to bear on their personalities and on the stations where they work. So it's really an interesting story. You get to meet radio people, but then you get to find out that they are more than just the voices you hear or the faces you see on social media. That, you know, There's a lot more to them than what you've come to understand or appreciate about them working on radio. So it's always exciting for me to you know get people to share their stories. I like talking. I like getting people to share their stories and... <laughs> Me I'm so passionate nice. about radio. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a combination of both things. So, yeah. Great. Okay. And what's the name of the podcast so the listeners can go and find it? It's 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 my name, really. I I thought of so many things to call it. I wanted to call it off air. I wanted to call it thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. I wanted to call it um the radio life, radio stories. Well, I was like, no, I'll just call it the Tony Doe podcast. <laughs> if you know the Tony Doe, <laughs> if you know who Tony Doe was, you know, on radio or is, as the case may be sometimes, then you'll know what the podcast is about. So have you had any big challenges with the podcast recently? Not really, no. I'm actually going at my own pace. Um, I started this particular podcast in September. Mm-hmm. But before I launched the first episode, I think I was in production mode for about four months. 
Mm-hmm. I was trying to reach as many individuals as I could. I wanted to strike a balance between um, talking to local talent as well as talking to international consultants and, you know, try and uh, uh, strike a balance, you know, between stories and then, um, you know, have like a, a template for what the others are going to talk about. So I spent time chasing um, Valerie Geller, who is um, one of the most um, renowned broadcast consultants in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, Mike McVeigh as well. So I wanted to have their interviews ready even before luncheon. Mm-hmm. And so you know, a lot of the work went into um, you know, pre-production. And then, I, as I said, I'm taking my time with it. I didn't want a situation where I would pressure myself to churn out episodes, you know, too frequently because I felt mm-hmm. each story deserved, uh, rather deserves its own space to shine. And the fact that I release it in a particular week doesn't mean that that's the only time anybody gets to enjoy it. So I'm basically just enjoying my journey. I've dabbled, you know, with a lot of uh, podcast production ideas over the past. Some have uh, leaked less than three episodes and some, you know, didn't get past 10 episodes. And, you know, but this is one that I really don't have a time frame for how long I want to do this, but I'm sure when I hit the 50, uh, 58 episode mark, I'll be content, you know, with the amount of uh, views and perspectives I would have had on the podcast. Definitely. I'm so glad that you said that because I think a lot of podcasters assume that when they start, they have to be like consistency is a big thing that everybody talks about. And they're like, you have to be weekly or you have to be like, you have to produce often. Otherwise, people will forget you. And I think we get so caught up in the churn of just doing new, new, new that we don't give, like you said, the episodes and the guest voices room to exist in the world without another one and another one and another one. Mm-hmm. Um, had you done something that was much quicker and more pressured before that led you to that decision? Yes. Um, before I started the Tony Doe podcast, I still have it running, but you know, I'm taking my time with that too. I'm a soccer fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, I've loved football. That's what we call it here for as long as, you know, I've had breath in my lungs, but I've been an Arsenal fan since like 1989. And one of the things I really love about podcasting is it gives you an opportunity to express, you know, your love and passion for whatever it is you're really in about. So I started this podcast in 2014. And when I started it, it's called Upgunners. Um, Upgunners is like the chant, you know, a fan gives to the other fan, like up gunners, and you know, mm-hmm. you say hello, and then you move on. But then you know you're an Arsenal fan. <laughs> so I had this pressure, you know, to deliver content like twice a week. Um, I needed to find new stories surrounding the club, surrounding uh, player transfers, uh, match preparations, and so I was doing Mondays and Fridays. And then in between, at uh, the time, Arsenal was involved in the Champions League, you know. So if Arsenal had a match on Wednesday or Thursday, I'd probably have to do a quick report as well. And I was burning out quickly. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, you know, there, there are already so many other platforms churning out the regular Arsenal stories. Why am I so... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. 
At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Your next success begins with University of Maryland Global Campus. With no application fee if you apply by August 31st, there's never been a better time to focus on your future. UMGC offers 100% online and hybrid courses, personalized advising, affordable tuition, and more than 125 degrees and certificate programs in numerous career-relevant fields. Put yourself on the path to succeed again. Apply by August 31st and pay no application fee. Learn more at umgc.edu slash podcast. Certified to operate by CHEV. Uh, pressured to do it this way. But the one interesting thing about it was I was doing it in Pigeon, which is, um, uh, how would I say, it's the part of the African continent, or, you know, the part of the Nigerian continent. It's an aberration of English. But it was designed for Nigerian fans who were familiar with the language. So I decided to step back a bit and, you know, instead focus more on the fan experience than, you know, the Arsenal news stories. Mm-hmm. So over time, I even stopped hosting. I started producing or I, mm-hmm. you know, I focused more on production and over time I took my time with it. And then, you know, we got down to once a week and then whenever we felt we had a funny episode we wanted to talk about, we put it out mm-hmm. there. So, and I realized it didn't affect, you know, my listenership per se. In fact, for the times we didn't have episodes and maybe somebody stumbled on it. So mm-hmm. I found that some older episodes gained traction. So I was like, oh, okay. So at the end of the day, it's really about the quality of the content for me. And it's a podcast, you know, I'm not being paid for this yet. So why am I giving myself this much stress? So yes, that was, you know, one of the inspirations for it. And some other things too. I was running an internet radio station for a while. So I used to produce the news bits in it. And for every news bit I put out, I also had a podcast version of it. And it was tiring. Yeah. You know, it really didn't matter because you know, at the end of the day, it was just too much content for anybody to even focus on. And a lot of the news and it was transient. So, <laughs> Are you doing, try. yeah, are you doing both podcasts right now or just the yeah, Tony Doe? they're still running. Yeah. They're still, still running. running. Yep. Wow. Okay. And you said that you weren't being paid for the Arsenal podcast yet. Are you monetizing either of your podcasts now? You're still not getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> no, still not being paid. Although I did have um, some support from, uh, I worked out some arrangements with um, local um, sports merchandise uh, peeps. I have a couple of friends who um, sell Ar- uh, Arsenal merchandise. So occasionally we um, do some partnerships or we get fans to win jerseys and stuff. And then in exchange for that, I get a mm-hmm. jersey or something. And then um, I think Manscaped came on board last year. And um, it was it was a one-month run. We tried to see if we could make it work. And it, was a, it gave me an idea, though, of where I think I could take the podcast to. But, you know, being from Nigeria, you know, the sort of issues we have with money transfers and um, platforms on mm-hmm. which to get paid on, you know, have been serious issues. We don't have PayPal receipts mm-hmm. here. You can actually make payments with PayPal, but PayPal mm-hmm. won't let us, you know, receive funds. So it's kind of hard for people to come on board and then pay you if the familiar platforms are unavailable. Right. So what do podcasters in Nigeria end up using for, for stuff like that? For sponsors well many of, 
for some of them who have relatives or um, associates abroad mm -hmm. actually use third party um, platforms or third party mm -hmm. um, means of getting it. For instance, if somebody has a cousin or a friend in the US, mm -hmm. you could use um, their PayPal details, you know, to get sure. paid. We do have Pioneer as well, but Pioneer seems a bit slow. Yeah, it's still mm -hmm. a problem. And then, of course, there's the exchange rate. So, those are some of the things, you know, we're trying to figure out ourselves now as Africans using our own platforms to right. you know, try and solve these issues. Right. I, I often wonder about that because so many, I mean, being from America, I kind of have a little bit of a cheat because I have, you know, American bank accounts and I can, yeah. I'm like in that banking system. So a lot of the products that come out for podcasting are based from there. And so I, I can easily sign up for things, but in, with folks in other countries, it's not as easy. And so I, no. I often wonder. Well, let's let's wrap it up by talking about your newsletter. What inspired you to start that? Here's the thing. I get asked a lot of questions, especially, you mm -hmm. know, from communities. You know, Tony, I want to do this. I want to do that. And I find that I, I have this habit of just curating new stories and putting them out there. And I was like, you know what? Instead of just, you know, randomly tweeting about these things, which I still do, how about putting them together, a curation of relevant stories, you know, that appeal to those who have already been asking you this question so that it answers some of the questions they need. And then it, you know, gives people an insight into what the podcast industry is. I subscribe to a number of newsletters, but I also know that uh, my people do not have time to be scouring different newsletters. So I do that for them. Okay, fine. You're not going to go to all these newsletters. Uh, let me see what the top stories are that I do believe you'll be interested in. Mm -hmm. And then I also use it as an opportunity to amplify what's happening in the local community. We don't have podcast journalists. We don't have people telling our stories. So why don't I help do that? I'm not the only one, but you know, the more, the uh, more, more is more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Molly Jensen, uh, CEO of Afriport used to tell me that. Like, she's like, more is more, Tony. You know, if you find a space where you think you can help amplify what we're doing then you know go in there and fill it in and that's what i'm doing with the newsletter are there any other podcasting newsletters from nigeria or from the african continent continent that are in english yeah. qualifiers yes, that yes. are in english <laughs> that folks can follow <laughs> yes um there's there's a the the podcast thing sessions i think mm -hmm. they're more of a digital magazine you're based in kenya too mm -hmm. um molly jensen has one uh, she calls it the the scoop i think african podcast stories or african podcast news the scoop and she just started that recently and then of course niger pod hub has its own newsletter on their website i think they have a monthly release and uh, those are the ones i'm familiar with now what else about podcasting really lights you up really makes what else nice. about podcasting? i i love reading about the festivals i look forward to mm -hmm. attending you know you know any of these international podcast events you know real soon I'm excited about the things that happen at festivals, you know, the networking opportunities it avails, uh, local podcasters. And I'm looking forward to a time when um, the major research companies who put out data on podcasters will look beyond the U.S. and, you know, mm -hmm. actually say, okay, this data coming out from Africa has this, this, this. Because I find that sometimes one of the things that defeats us on the continent is we're basing our expectations on mm -hmm. statistics that do not reflect our own reality. Yeah. Agreed. 
Agreed, agreed, agreed. Not just there, but in a lot of places outside the U.S. Um, it is a big market. It was one of the first to start, but it doesn't mean everybody has to map their experience after that, you know? True. Would you like to hear about podcasting in any other country yes. or any other region of the world? Yes, definitely. I'm interested in, you know, in African countries that have not been appeared on the map yet. The research that was held recently focused on the major markets, which were Kenya, South Africa, and Nigeria. But I'd also, I'm trying to see what's happening in Ghana. I want to know what's happening in Benin Republic, even though it's not in English. We'll find a way to translate. I really want to know what's happening in, you know, on the rest of the continent. And I think I'm curious about India too. I think mm-hmm. India has a growing market. They have this they fantastic do. application called Ghana. And I put my podcast, mm-hmm. you know, on the app and, you know, I saw some growth in the Indian community and I was like, oh, okay. So that looks interesting to me too. Yeah. I have a an interview with Vishnu who, from Writer and Geek podcast from India on the podcast. Wow. And, and I have May from Made in India coming up in the same season that you're going to be in, in June. So, awesome. um, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. It is a very uh, bursting at the seams kind of market in India right now. So, yeah, that's very cool. Very cool. Who are you hosting your podcast with? What's your podcast? I'm currently Encore, but and the reason, of course, is obvious. It's free. It's easy for me to use. Mm-hmm. I've tried, you know, I, I think I started off with Podbean way back in 2012 mm-hmm. when I was um, getting my feet wet. And, you know, the minute I discovered there was a free platform, I'd work, I did Podbean, I did Podomatic, I did SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And um, when Anchor popped up, it just seems to solve, you know, my immediate need of having a place to just upload my files. I didn't need to do any editing on the platform itself. Mm-hmm. I do all that on my own. But it's the ease with which, you know, Anchor uh, provided me with hosting my content that, you know, made me go with them. I might change yeah. my mind. <laughs> are there are there podcast hosts based in Nigeria or based in other African countries? We have AfriPods. I also have my RSS feed with AfriPods, and um, I'm you know working on some ideas with them. I'm um, I'm helping to you know assess what our uh, unique experiences are as African podcasters and hoping, of course, that AfriPods will solve that. But that's the only platform we have on the continent. Wow. And of course, they're working real hard towards, you know, ensuring that um, not just right now, I think the primary focus is ensuring that we have as many African stories on the platform as possible, ensuring that everybody who wants to start a podcast comes to the platform first before anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then we'll work out, you know, monetizing and um, all the other aspects um, along the way. Mm-hmm. But yes, AfriPods is available. They also do the distribution to the major podcast players. So that's also awesome. In the giant continent of Africa. I am familiar with like um, Africa Podfest and a few a few specific podcasts on different niche topics. But are there any other bigger communities that folks from outside the continent could tap into and learn more about different podcasts in Africa? Um. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm actually creating lists on Twitter. Nice. Um, the minute I come in contact with, you know, a podcast I'm not familiar with, but who's also from Nigeria, you know, I get to tap into that. I also want to create one for um, the African continent as well. But mm-hmm. 
Um, there's a local community we have in Nigeria here, known as Niger Port Hub, and um, that's uh, yeah, that's the major one. Then I'm country lead for African podcasters and voice artists. Now that's a combined uh, platform, and um, we're having the Festival Podcast Awards this year in September. Yay, Tony! Where can people find you online? Um, I'm on Twitter at Tony Do VO. I'm on Instagram at Tony Do Media. I'm on Facebook at Tony Do VO. <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn at Tony Do VO. I have a very simple link where you can find me. It's bio.link <laughs> slash Tony Do. So you'll find exactly. everything else there. And for folks who do not read show notes, it's D O E, Tony T O N Y. D O E. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's been a pleasure, Steph. I'm grateful. Well, look at you. You made it to the end of the conversation. Ha, huh. I would give you a high five if I was in person, but I'm not. I'm just in your ear. So uh, can I give you an ear five? That might hurt. Okay, we're going to ignore that. What I do want to tell you is you can find more Geopets episodes that uh, follow folks around the world, follow podcasters around the world on uh, my website at stephfuccio, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot com. Don't worry, I'll have it in the show notes for you as well as some other information and of course links to Tony and uh, all of the things and the communities and all that that he mentioned in this episode. And don't forget, we also have a video version of this over on YouTube. We have two more episodes in this global podcasting adventure this month, and I hope you'll come back next Friday as well to join us for another round of Geopaths with a podcasting focus. I'm signing off from Split, a very toasty Split Croatia. (laughs) You'll hear us again next week. Bye. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. You know what's wrong with health and fitness? You weaponize it against yourself. Why didn't you go to the gym today? You're so lazy. Ah, why did you eat that? You have no self-control. Stop it. At Beachbody, we think training and caring for your body in a way that works best for you should be about loving yourself. Let us help you without all the judgment. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.